open wide, besties. It's The Social Dose, your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media, brought to you every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Today is Friday, March 10th, and I'm Paris Nicholson, at Paris Nicholson on all socials. And I'm Michael Judson Barry, at M. Judson Barry on socials. Paris, what are we investigating on the internet today? Well, Michael, online, sometimes what's real is fake. And what's fake is gay. What? We're talking Finsta's Michael, or in layman's terms, fake Instagram accounts. Huh. Then we turn to some of these surprisingly realist accounts on the internet. Fast food chains? These branded accounts, and what we can only assume are their Gen Z interns, are keeping it 100. All this and more of the internet's hottest news right after we check in with our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, I'm Paris Nicholson with our first story of the day, Finstas. For our normie listeners who never needed a burner Instagram account to stalk people, a Finsta is defined as a fake Instagram account, but it's so much more than that. For celebrities and normal folk alike, Finstas are a sacred way to post what we dare not say on Maine. Mm-hmm. Yes, a Finsta account is a separate side account that only a select audience is allowed to see. A place where you can really express yourself, play, explore, let your page look like a Jackson Pollock painting. It's also a place where you can <laughs> follow accounts that you may not want your mom and dad to know that you follow. Mm-hmm. It's a special place where you can just go crazy. That's right, Michael. Finstas, I think, have been a part of the culture for some time now. They've become sort of an institution to the point where I'm pretty sure that's where Instagram got the idea for close friends. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. It basically it's is like a pseudo friends thing, but an entire account dedicated just to yeah. that. It's more committed to the bit, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Have you ever had a fake social media profile? I, yes, I have had a fake social media profile. It was when it was pointed out to me that other people can see who you follow. And that's why I was thinking about, there are some things where it's like, I want to follow this thing because I think it's fun to look at. However, Mm -hmm. I don't need the world to know that I follow this. This is my private niche interest, if you will. If you want to know more about that private niche interest, message us at (laughs) thesocialdosepodcast.com and we can talk about it privately. (laughs) It's going to be me. I'm messaging at the social podcast. <laughs> like, the social what were you secretly <laughs> following, Michael? You're such a nerd. No, it was, it was more like... castle renovations, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting approach. I never had a Finsta. I had a second Instagram account because my first one was blocked due to homophobia. Um, I was being homophobic. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) People were being homophobic and they reported my page. Um, But I did and may or may not still have a fake Twitter account for similar reasons. Because your likes and who you follow on Twitter are public. And Mm -hmm. I don't need everyone seeing whose OnlyFans I follow on Twitter. 
Oh, yeah. I, I just assumed everybody <laughs> had an alt Twitter, if well, you will. A lot of the gays do. That's a very gay culture thing to have like a porn Twitter. Ooh la la. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because like I want to be able to go on my phone in a public space and just scroll through Twitter and like get my laughs without seeing like a huge penis swipe by on my timeline. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So uh, that's a separate account for where it's just huge penises on the timeline. Other people who make use of the Finsta account, which I learned about this recently, is uh, celebrities. There's the Lord's Confirmed one, which is at Onion Rings Worldwide, which I love that it's just pictures of onion rings. Who knew mm-hmm. Lord loved onion rings so much? Wait, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's followed by Chef Ann Burrell. Chef <gasps> Ann Burrell follows Lord's Finsta, where she posts onion rings. I love that. I learned recently, too, that... Um, because I, I got to meet Amy Poehler at an event. Ooh. And um, she was like, oh, you're that guy that does the Shit's Creek things. And uh, I was like, yes. And Amy Poehler is one of my, my absolute idols. Of course. Then I went to look her up on socials and she didn't follow me there. And I was like, wait, how? And then I learned from someone who works with her that her, Tina Fey, Anna Gasteyer, Maya Rudolph, that whole group of SNL friends, Rachel Dratch, they all are obsessed with social media. And they all have Finsta accounts. And all they use it oh. for is to share their favorite posts. Uh, oh I would God. love to see It's like the Illuminati, like, but hotter. Right? Like, I would love to know what those DMs look like and who they're sharing. But yeah, okay, apparently well, they're the, all he, obsessed with social media, but, you know, you would never know it. I will say one fun thing about a Finsta is that in theory it is pretty anonymous, but people can sometimes still figure out who you are. And I love the ones who mm-hmm. still deny it. Like, at Brooke Durst, who said, I got called out for posting about how much I hated someone with their first and last name, and then I still denied it. Uh, <laughs> the gall, the nerve and the gall to still be audacious. like, that wasn't me. Like, that's, that's straight up like... Tucker Carlson move. But part of me, I'm like, keep girl boss behavior. (laughs) But like, Brooke Durst, good for you for that level of commitment. Um, I knew a gay, and we'll still know the gay. He's not dead. Um, uh (laughs) But I know a gay who, I think they're in their 30s. They're they're our age. Um, Uh But they, during quarantine, developed a Finsta that at first was just like slutty pics. And I was like, oh God, why why did you follow me from your Finsta of pics that I don't necessarily care to see? And now it's like a really successful meme account. And wow. I'm like, people don't even know that it's you. Good for that but, person. That's impressive. But that's the other thing. Like, if you get, if you blow up on your Finsta, how do you navigate that? You know? How I don't do know. you garner brand deals from that? It's a Finsta. Are well, you giving they can out still your social? get in contact with you. They can do, are you, you can filling give them out your the personal W9? email. <laughs> well, well, only they know who you are. You still remain anonymous to the world, which how perfect is that? You're like... You're like one of those celebrities where no one knows what you actually look like. So you can walk to the grocery store and no one's going to bother you. Like uh, Fergie. Like Fergie. I do or Shania like, Twain. Yeehaw! I would totally bother Shania Twain. Yeehaw! In a grocery store. You um, would not recognize no, Shania Twain yeehaw! in a grocery store. I guarantee it. I watch a documentary of her. She has the face. She's the woman of a thousand faces. She has the most generic, beautiful face that she morphs every time you see her. It was chilling to watch the whole thing. She's never the same face twice. Can we give a quick shout out to at Emma.Gemma from TikTok who reads people for filth over their Finsta profile pictures saying things mm-hmm. like, if you use a Snapchat filter on your photo, you're posting nudes. Or if you have a meme <laughs> as your pic, then you're funny. Then you think That's... you're funny, but you aren't. Um, <laughs> she just like breaks down. Sorry, I, I don't know how to read. Um, but she just breaks down the different profiles. And then people were commenting being like, read me. I like people volunteering their profile pictures. 
Yeah, to be basically. Dragged. Like at Delaney Iko, who commented, What if it's me as a little kid? Question mark, question mark. And Emma was like, You're probably funny and don't really care about your Finsta that much. So that wasn't so much reading. It was just like, Oh, what a nice comment. You probably are funny. Or I love at, the one from Ray oh, yeah. XO who said, Mine is of Barack Obama as an aloe plant. And then Gemma was like, oh, I love that. And I also uh-huh. love that. <laughs> My favorite one, though, at Isabelle.k, who said, what if it's Perry the platypus? And Emma was like, then you are Annalee. Absolutely the best. <laughs> and I'm so thrilled that Perry the platypus has come up twice in one week. Moral of the story, we appreciate a Finsta. Go on there, express yourself, try out your terrible jokes, try out your nudes, play, have fun. It's a safe space where you're just trying stuff out, Michael. That's a really great way to put it. But I also love how Emma Gemma starts that video with, if your Finsta is an actual picture of you, you're probably way too popular or cool to have a Finsta. I'm like, who's making a fake Instagram account and then including a picture of their face? I don't understand the purpose. Kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Yeah, like you're outing yourself. Listeners, we want to hear what you post on your Finsta or how your Finsta got started in the first place. Let us know at thesocialdosepodcast.com. We'll get right back into the trending news after these quick ads. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael. And you're listening to The Social Dose. Let's get into some more social media news. Our next story, why is the Wendy's social media account always starting beef? Who let the Duolingo owl get the last word on Twitter? Who? 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 (laughs) Who? And how is Moon Pie even still in the conversation? Today, we're discussing the brands who get it, or more so, the unhinged interns behind their social media accounts who really do get it. That's right, Michael. You may have noticed an increase of branded content that's getting more and more chaotic by the day, showing up on your feeds. I know I certainly have. It seems like companies are just handing over the social media profiles to literally whatever intern has access to the password and can remember how to reset it when they need to. And that's resulting in some really entertaining content, I have to say. For example, the company International Delight, the one that makes creamer, they started putting Creamer Nation on their product. Ew. And it actually went viral because a video by Shiago ZM on TikTok highlighted that they put the hashtag Creamer Nation. Ew. And now it has 1.6 million likes on TikTok. So I don't know if this was a guerrilla attempt at going viral, but it absolutely succeeded in doing that. And also just like the call to action to use the hashtag Creamer Nation, unhinged from a brand, wouldn't you say? I think it's hysterical. I do too. I really hope, regardless as to if somebody, like a cheeky intern was like, how funny would it be if we put in Creamer Nation? And then like older execs were like, yeah, that's actually really catchy. Like I, (laughs) that's how older executives talk, by the way. That's really catchy. (laughs) I love hashtag Creamer Nation. Um, (laughs) I, it, 
It got me. I thought that was hilarious. Speaking of um, Creamer Nation, which we have now mentioned so many times, it could be a drinking game. I have some exciting news. Creamer Nation. And I have some exciting news. Tell me. I applied for citizenship to Creamer Nation. And guess what? (gasps) They gave it to me. Oh my God, stop. Dual citizenship? Mm-hmm. Dual citizenship. Ugh. But do you want to know something weird? Creamer Nation actually has its own Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, that is very weird. What is it? <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the coffee creamer of Coffee Creamer Nation and to the Corporation International Delight for which it stands. One nation, weirdly named by a company with international in its title, with innuendo hashtags for all. Yeah, international Amen. is in the title, isn't it? It is. Amen. I always have to add that because I went to Catholic school. That was beautiful, Michael. A little culty for my tastes, but beautiful oh, nonetheless. Listen, I love a cult. I like it when people do all the thinking for me. I love when brands play around like this, though. I personally love Moon Pies, and I really enjoy how their tweets are completely unhinged. Like, um... When they said, my resolution for 2023 is to put a moon pie on the moon, but the only person who can help me owns this website. Does anyone have his contact info? Like they literally want to get a billionaire to fly them to the moon and put a moon pie on the moon, which I think needs to happen, right? I think we need to start a petition to do this. It sounds to me like moon pie is in bed with Elon Musk and that's not a good look. This was a flop moon pie. Oh, Well, (laughs) at Jay Bordeaux commented, whimper his name three times and he appears, which I don't feel, I mean, maybe don't whimper his name. And is is Elon Elon Musk now Beetlejuice? Musk, Musk, Musk. Elon Musk Even that sounds awkward. I don't want to say Musk that many times in a row. Ew. It's like, I don't want to say whimper ever. Yeah. No, we don't need to whimper. Sorry, Jay Bordeaux. Like your heart was in the right place. Just maybe like rephrase that. I did like a tweet that they had that said, give a man a moon pie and he will thank you, but teach a man to moon pie and Clint from our legal team will take immediate auction. (laughs) I love the threat of litigation. That's hot to me. (laughs) Also, what does that mean to teach a man to moon pie? Like, you know, well, that's the secret ingredient is Creamer Nation. Oh God. (laughs) It all comes back to Creamer Nation. Um, It always comes back to Creamer Nation. At Selvec TV commented, Clint is straight up wildin'. To which at Moon Pie actually responded, No, Clint is upholding the registered trademark and defending the intellectual property of our storied brand. So I mm-hmm. like that they're like, we have a sense of humor, but also no jokes. Clint is real and he will come find you and hunt you down. I Clint love is it. like the Liam the Neeson of Moon Pie. He's like, I have a <laughs> set of a special skills. Set of skills. <laughs> he does. And he will, you will use those and he will find you and take your Moon Pies away. Like the Duolingo owl, honestly, oh, also is killing me. On social media. Like the TikToks, because the Duolingo owl is cute and it's teaching us different languages, but also it's a little cheeky. Like a video and a little of like, slutty. A the Duolingo owl slutty. is a little slutty. Oh, like the TikTok video where it's like when your boyfriend's gone, and then the TikTok owl literally like helicopters in. And it's like, yeah, what? The Duolingo owl. He has, there's a sauce there. There is a swagger to that owl. And I was actually really curious about this, Michael. So I reached out to a representative from Duolingo. And I have a comment from them. I have a quote. They said, and they requested to remain anonymous. So I've yassified them. They said, legally, (laughs) I cannot comment on Daddy Duo. End quote. Daddy. Daddy Duo? That is correct. 
The Duolingo owl is called Daddy. Someone internally at the company has referred <gasps> to him as Daddy Duo. So now we know that that is canon and he is Daddy. Step aside, Pedro I... Pascal. Oh my God, what if it's oh. Pedro Pascal underneath <gasps> the suit? And that's who's underneath that, the Duolingo owl the whole time. <gasps> Ew, don't threaten me with a good time. Shit. I love this theory. <laughs> Oh, this makes the Duolingo Owl even better. You want to talk about Creamer Nation? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Filthy Friday, apparently. Well, I'm going to bring us back to something slightly more wholesome with uh, Miriam Webster. I love that Miriam Webster is trying to help people who are dealing with their beginning of the week panic attacks. Like (laughs) when they put out the Sunday scaries and they said, the word you've entered isn't in the dictionary. Click on spelling suggestion below or try using the search bar above. But they shared that on their Twitter so that you know, according to Miriam Webster, that the Sunday scaries are not a thing. You don't need to worry about those. Calm down, friends. It feels like the dictionary is belittling my mental health experience in a way that I don't personally love. So this is a flop from me, Merriam-Webster. Just because it's not in the dictionary doesn't mean my lived experience is invalid. Sunday scaries are real and you need to update your old dusty book. No, they're trying to reassure us. And they share lovely things like on their Twitter when they shared Read Across America Day. And they were like, what's a book that you loved when you were a kid? And they shared a children's book. And I just thought that was so sweet. It made me think of Meg Ryan and You've Got Mail and like favorite children's books I had. Like... Oh, like Amelia Bedelia. She was a mess and I could relate to it. Um, Mm. All the Dr. Seuss. Oh, the places you'll go. Speaking of messes that we can relate to. Yes. Wendy's. Wendy's has been chaotic on social media for years. I feel like they were honestly one of the first brands to start being like wild on the internet. Yes. So they posted a meme recently that said, Little Miss Chronically Online Corporation. (laughs) Back when that was a hot meme. Remember when everyone was doing like Little Miss Dumb Bitch or like Little Miss... IBS. Uh, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Wendy's freaking kills me. One of the comments on that meme that they posted was, where's chronically ill at McDonald's? <laughs> Little and Miss speaking, chronically ill. Ooh. And speaking of McDonald's, did you see when they totally trolled them where they were like, they've been telling us the whole time. And it's Wendy's shared the McDonald's logo and the ba-da-ba-ba-ba, but they just circled ba-da and it just says bad. And they were like, see, they told us. And I was like, Wendy's, way to be shady. And straight up Wendy's just call McDonald's bad on your Twitter. Just to start, beef, never <laughs> frozen, do. always fresh. You know, and it's Wendy's square, it's got sharp it. edges. They're a little abrasive, but yeah. tasty nonetheless. And even what was another one they shared that I just pulled up their Twitter where they were like, scientists at DeVry University have reconstructed this 3D model of how the Temple of Artemis, one of the seven ancient wonders of the world, might have looked like. And it's a 3D model of a Wendy's. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, you guys, whoever's running their account is brilliant and does not Pay care. interns. If you're not paying your interns yes. brands and they're making these viral moments for you because they understand the game in a way that you never would, pay them or pay them more. Make them not interns, give them jobs. Exactly, because on my last road trip, I usually would go do McDonald's. And then after I discovered Wendy's Twitter, I actually switched to Wendy's. I only let myself eat fast food when I'm on road trips. Listen, I come from a long line of white trash, so my body digests best when the food is greasy and processed. You look great. So whatever you're doing, it's working. You're not the face of uh, Little Miss IBS. Thanks, Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) But as always, listeners, let us know what brands we've missed. Who are your favorite 
huge multi-billion dollar corporations that are ruining our lives in a significant way, but entertaining us in a superficial way. As always, you can do that over at the socialdosepodcast.com. Paris, I have to go. The Duolingo owl is threatening my life if I don't practice my French conjugations. Happy swiping. Au revoir. Happy swiping. That's French for happy swiping. The Social Dose is a Something Else in Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Danielle Jones-Wesley is senior producer. Chelsea Jacobson is producer. And Sonny Balkan is associate producer. This show is engineered by Paul Brogdon, Gulliver Lawrence Tickle, and Jay Beal. Social Dose.